Hey, Pioneers! Welcome to episode number 342. On today's episode, we are going to be talking about dealing with autoimmune issues and diseases, specifically talking about your thyroid. We're going to be sharing my thyroid journey, and Rebecca Rhodes is coming back on to share her thyroid journey and how those have had two very different endings, at least to this moment in time, and also how to deal with when your body, what you feel fails you or is not functioning as you want it to. We're going to be talking about the role that real, healthy, wholesome foods and living has, how much of an impact does it have, and also how to deal with if you do have to take prescription medications and how as a homesteader or a whole wellness living, I guess, advocate, like how that affects and the mindset. So we talk about a lot of things today, but they're very much focused on our health journeys and what those have looked like and how we are dealing with that at this moment in time. I think you will find today's episode inspirational. And if you have ever dealt with health problems, you are going to know that you are not alone. And some of the things that you struggled with, even if you didn't share them out loud, you are going to find similarities. And I hope that overall you will be very encouraged. You'll hear Rebecca and I say throughout this episode that we are not trained medical professionals, that we are definitely sharing our journey as well as some of the mistakes that we've made and things that you definitely do not want to do. And then some of the things that have worked well with and or for us. You can find the show notes, the blog post that accompanies this episode that will have links to different things that we're talking about, about at melissaknorris.com forward slash 342, melissaknorris.com forward slash 342. That's just the number 342 because this is episode number 342. And one of the things that Rebecca mentions more towards the end of the episode is EMDR therapy. If you're not familiar with that, it's called eye movement desensitization and repro reprocessing. It can be, I guess, somewhat a controversial form of therapy that someone deals with when they are recalling a stressful or sometimes traumatic thing that has happened in their life. So if you hear that term used and you've never heard of it before or not familiar with it, that is what it is. You are more than welcome to look up further information on that, of course, if it's something that you are curious about. But I hope that you are very much encouraged by today's episode. And with that, we're going to drive, dive, not drive, but dr dive straight into today's episode. I have been really looking forward to this episode, as I know many of you guys who were listening in because we teased it when we were together last yeah. time. But Rebecca, welcome back to the Pioneering Today podcast. Thank you, Melissa. Yeah. So we both have dealt with thyroid mm -hmm. issues. And what I was really excited for us to share is because I have a story at this moment in time that I am no longer on any of my thyroid medication. I've been able to, to recover to a point where I am not having to take any supplements. But 
I actually really wanted you to come on and share your story because oftentimes people hear that and mm-hmm. then they feel defeated if they have not been able to heal to a point where they don't have to use any extra supplementation. And so I think it's really important that that they hear two different journeys and, and two different things. With At this moment, we have two different outcomes right. just to know that that's, that's normal and that's okay. And it doesn't mean that you've done anything wrong or you're you know lacking you know, in something, it's just everybody's body and journey is different. And sometimes people are, are able to heal and sometimes they're not, at least not to a point where yeah. they don't have to have any outside supplementation. So I would love it if you would kind of share and dive into your, your diagnosis or how you found out that you were, you know, right. low with thyroid and kind of what steps and how, what you, your journey with it thus far. Okay. So I actually was 18. My mom came, my mom was looking at my neck and we were just talking and she's like, you know, your neck, my mom has hypothyroidism and she was diagnosed at 36. So she would have been, she would have been on medication for like 12 ish years at that point. And, um, she was just looking at my neck and she's like, you know, your neck looks a little swollen um, let's just take you to the doctor and get it tested and just make sure that everything's okay. And so we went through that process and it was actually really scary as an 18 year old, because they were like, you have an autoimmune disease. We just don't know which one. And I was like, Oh, they're like, you could have diabetes. And I was like, Oh, like that. I'm going to have to like give myself like shots. And they're like, I mean, it's, you know, that's what happens. Like when we do the testing, like we don't want to scare you, but like, this could be your reality. And I was kind of like, ah, that's kind of nerve wracking to like be told that at 18, you know? And so turns out it was just thyroid. They wrote me a prescription and said, we'll see you back in three months. And so it's so funny. Cause I remember the first time I took my thyroid medicine, I took it at night. I didn't know anything. Like I didn't know anything. I took it at night, like the first time, like right before I went to bed, I just didn't even know. And then, um, I didn't, I wasn't like not committed. I was an 18 year old. Um, I was like starting college and I just did not, I was not serious about it at all. So like, I didn't take it daily. I took it occasionally. I don't even know if I like took it with on an empty stomach. You know what I mean? So I went back in three months and they're like, are you taking your medicine? And I was like, well, kind of, kind of. (laughs) And they're like, okay, you need some education on this. And I was like, wish you would have told me that before. Um, So they're like, take it in the morning before, you know, right when you wake up, don't, you know, don't eat for an hour, like all the things. So I was like, okay. And like, I was a college student. I don't even know if I ate breakfast. Like, I just felt like it's like so cringe, you know, <laughs> my, yeah. health, my health status was not very good at that time. You know, we were just, we ate out a lot. We ate fast food. We just ate junk, even at home, like super processed, like again, like just I was a college student. I can't say that. Like, it's so bad. Yeah. Um, and so when I was like my third year, I think I missed a cycle. And I was like, why? What happened? What's wrong with me? And so I went to the clinic at, at, at um, our college and the lady, you know, they did a blood test and they were like, oh, this is kind of like we don't know what we're doing here. So I'm going to refer you to an endocrinologist, a local endocrinologist. So they've referred me. And, um, that was the first time the doctor said to me, you probably have Hashimoto's. Mm. And I was like, okay. 
I have no idea what this is, you know? And I remember leaving that appointment because Justin was, had driven me to that appointment. It was like after school or whatever. And so we were together and he just dropped me off and then sat in the car and I guess studied. I don't know. <laughs> we didn't have cell phones like we do now. No. Like now I know he just got his phone, but like, you know, I don't know what he did. And so I remember getting in the car and, he, and I was like, the doctor said I have this thing called Hashimoto's and it has to do with the thyroid, but I don't know what that is. And we were just kind of like, okay. And he's like, he on my medicine and I'm going to see him in three months, you know, kind of thing, like literally. And that was the first time I'd ever heard of Hashimoto's, but it was like, like fast forward 12 years later until I had like heard about it where it was like, you could do something, you know what I mean? Where it wasn't like, oh, you have this this is just your life. It was like, you, you can change your future. If you have this, if you're diagnosed with this, you can take these steps to change your lifestyle, your diet, and then you can maybe heal yourself of that. So that's when I was like, oh, I can get off medicine. So I, um, I actually, I actually had tried to get off medicine probably Justin and I were already married. So it was after college. One day I just was like, I'm not going to take it anymore. I have oh, no wow. idea. Oh, wow. Ooh, but we do not recommend that by the way, like if anyone's no. listening, do not no. do that. No, please don't. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what happened. So yeah. then it turns out like two months later, I was sick as a dog. Shocker. Yeah. I went yeah. back to, um, actually it's interesting. So I ended up having H pylori. That's what made me super oh. sick. But what happened was I thought that I might've been pregnant. And so I took a pregnancy test. Obviously it was negative. And, um, but I, but it scared me because I was like, oh no, like I can't not be on my thyroid medicine and have a baby. Like that could be detrimental to my pregnancy. So that's when I was like, okay, I'm going back to the, I'm going back to the endocrinologist. And I sheepishly went in and I was like, yeah, I just stopped taking my medicine a couple months ago, but like. I need, I realized the error of my way and they were like, yeah, that was bad, but let's get you back on a dose and get you, you know, back functioning. I know. I don't know. I have no idea. Like I had no thought process of like not taking medicine. Do you know what I mean? So then fast forward to the, when I learned about Hashimoto's like, and there's something that you can do to change it. And Justin and I had already been on that journey of, of healing of like health and like eating real food and, you know, all of that. So, um, I was, I actually was formally diagnosed with it. They actually did an antibodies test and I did have Hashimoto's like officially. Cause I had told that doctor, I was like, well, this one doctor a really long time ago, I told me I have Hashimoto's and he's like, yeah, we're not going on that. <laughs> it's like, did he even do a blood test? And I was like, no, it was in the office. And he just looked at me and said, you probably have this. And I was like, okay. Um, so I was, I was like bound and determined at that point. I was like, okay, I'm going to get off medicine. And so I did go off and I found a natural doctor locally and he helped me with what he thought would help me, which was iodine. And, um, and this is not medical advice. I do not recommend doing any of this that I'm saying. This is just what happened. It was herbs, iodine, and I think minerals, trace minerals. And this was going to heal my thyroid. I'm not kidding. And so he ended up like testing my TSH and it was over a hundred. His test didn't even go over a hundred. And he was like, 
do you even have a thyroid? And I was oh, gosh. Like, yes nobody's mm. ever taken out my thyroid like it's there and he's just like i've never seen anyone respond to this this way and i was kind of like oh i'm broken you know like that was kind of how i felt like i am abnormal i'm not i'm not responding how i should and so it was it was really disheartening and he's like you need to go to a doctor and get a prescription like mm-hmm. you need to do that so I made a phone call and I got in with um, a local, I, I didn't want to go back to the endocrinologist because it just felt too medical to me. And I was like, I'm really not like sick like that, you know? And so then I ended up going to this physician and they were like, please go on thyroid medicine, please. You're going to have a stroke. And I was like, that's why I'm here. <laughs> like, give it to me. Like I'm here for the prescription. And so I started taking, um, we tried a bunch of different natural, more natural pharmaceuticals, like a compounded T3, T4. I did not respond at all. And I can't remember what else we tried. And I felt like it was like a year basically of of medicine and me coming in every four weeks or six weeks and like trying to figure it out. And finally I was like, look, I'm done with the seesaw. Just put me on Synthroid because I know I respond to it. Yeah. And that, that makes sense. Um, so for those of you who are listening, like Rebecca and I said, we're not giving medical advice. We're sharing our stories. Mm-hmm. Um, and having worked in pharmacy for 18 years, I'm not surprised that you had. So when we're talking about thyroid prescription mm-hmm. medications, it is done by your lab levels, which is when she yeah. was saying her when she was 100 over. I'm like my jaw dropped because that <laughs> I, I'm like, oh, my bad. gosh, like that. Yeah, that's really bad. But in order to. Be on thyroid medication. You have to have labs done because you need to see where your numbers are. That's how they yeah. figure out your doses. And when you're going to the doctor to get the labs, not only do you want to know what your T3 levels are, you also want to know T4. You want to know reverse order. You you need to know if your body is able to take the T4 right. and convert it to T3. So if your body, if your thyroid is functioning enough that it can make that conversion, then you can take the natural prescription thyroid, which is called Armor Thyroid. So Armour yeah. Thyroid is made from, uh, now this is totally up to you, but it's made from desiccated animal thyroid, okay? but yeah. it, So it is natural thyroid hormone. However, right. if your body is at a place where it cannot convert those over, then you aren't going to have success with it. And that's why, like for you, you're having to take Synthroid, which is synthetic and it's the yeah. state straight T3. I believe I have that right. And no, it's T4. T4, excuse me. I always Synthroid, get that backwards. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's a T4. Correct. Yes. So and- I was, I responded immediately with the six weeks. Yeah. My labs were completely normal. It is so interesting to me because I, I've always, I'm a, I'm, I'm like functioning. I was very much functioning. I had, I think three or four kids. I can't remember at that time. I had three or four kids at that time. And I was not laying on in bed constantly. Like the doctor was shocked. I mean, they yeah. thought like they were shocked that I had my eyebrows. I say, did you still have hair at that point? You did? I know. That's what I'm saying. Like I have yeah. a full head of hair. I'm functioning. Like I'm getting out of bed. I'm taking care of my children. We were farming. Like that's amazing. I know. So like, I'm, I'm like such a functioning hypothyroid. <laughs> like I'm yeah. very no, functioning. It's, yeah. It's, uh, compared to most of, to a lot of people, you know, and yeah. so I, um, I got back on the Synthroid and then we ended up having Gideon. So that was what I, we, I, we didn't want to, we couldn't get pregnant. You know, obviously we're not advised to have a baby with your, your TSH 
out of control, obviously you need to have your level, your levels, um, to a certain degree, you know, to get pregnant. And so I knew that. And so that's why I was like, I want to, we want to have another baby and we need to, I, that's why I was like, just put me on Synthroid because I want to yeah. have another baby. Yeah. And actually it was very interesting during this time I had attended a seminar about, it was a, it was an herbal seminar, but they had a thyroid class. And of course I went to it and, um, the lady was like, you have to stop eating gluten. You have to. And at that time I had stopped eating it mostly, but I wasn't hundred percent gluten-free. And so this was 2013. So like probably early 2013, I had, I would, we would, I would like make a cake for birthdays and I would eat it then, or I would maybe have it like once or twice a month. So I wasn't eating it a lot, but I was definitely not consuming it like I had been. And so actually it was really interesting. I had started this higher medication and, and we went on this vacation and I ate a ton of gluten. Like I'm talking all day, like yeah. gluten consumption, like it was out of control because we're on vacation and it was like, let's have fun and like, let's relax. And we're not like, we're not on a diet. We're just doing what we want. And, um, I got so sick. Oh. Like, okay. So not like that. Di- I don't have digestive issues. I was so sick. I couldn't get out of bed. I have energy issues when I eat gluten. So, and then, and then it was like two days later, I had my labs drawn and my numbers had gone up despite the fact when I say up, cause you know how it is. Thyroid is yeah. if you're hyperthyroid, your thyroid's producing too much. It's actually low TSH. And if your thyroid is not producing enough, then it's higher. So it's, it's kind of strange. It's like backwards from what you um, think. Yeah. Right. From what you would think. So my medication had increased but my TSH had increased like 16 points, which was shocking. And I said to the doctor, I was like, look, I just went on this vacation. I just like went hog wild with gluten. Do you think this has anything to do with it? And he's like, I mean, I can't say, he's like, I can't say for sure, but I mean, it seems like that would be an indication in your labs that the gluten definitely did not help your thyroid at all. So that was it. I was like, I'm done with gluten. I'm never eating again. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. And I mean, I really grieved it because I love me some bread. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) It's so good. And I just remember laying on the couch crying one day and I was just like, I'm never going to eat another piece of sourdough bread. And Justin looked at me and he goes, Rebecca, surely they have gluten-free sourdough bread. Get on the internet and find you some have it ordered, like order it and ship it to the house. And I did, I found some and it was so expensive and we had like no money. And I did, I bought 12 rolls and it was like $30. And I would, I would wait until my craving was like outrageous. And where I was like, I've been craving it for three days. And then I would eat the roll, you know, <laughs> because I just couldn't, it was like $3 a roll or something. It was like yeah. ridiculous. And I just remember being like, we can't afford me to eat food <laughs> or no, whenever I want to. And so it was kind of funny. Like that was, um, it, but I have literally, I've had gluten, I think like two or three times on accident, mm-hmm. um, since 2013. So we're going on 10 years of, wow. of like being done with it. And, and I have to say, I feel amazing. You know, I stopped eating gluten and I started drinking raw milk like literally at the same time. And after eight weeks, I remember being like, I feel amazing. I'm never going back. I'm never going back to pasteurized milk and I'm never going back to gluten. And I don't care 
how much I miss bread or pizza or a donut or whatever it is, I'm not going to do it. And I'm, I'm really disciplined in that and tortillas, like I miss it. I miss it all, you know, um, it's just, it's really hard, but it's worth it. You know, it's worth it to feel better. So let's see. So I stopped eating that and we got my levels fine. And we ended up having Gideon and really fast forward to just last year. Well, so we did the GAPS diet in 2007. No, 2019 is when we did the GAPS diet. And well, actually in 2017, my health deteriorated, but it had nothing to do with my thyroid. Okay. (laughs) It had everything to do with my digestion. And I ended up being diagnosed with SIBO. Mm. So I had to deal with that. So I ended up doing um, an antibiotic for the SIBO. And then I went on GAPS diet. So literally like I did the 10 days of antibiotic and then I went straight into GAPS and I healed my gut basically from doing that. And then, um, right before I got pregnant with Henry, our fifth, so that was 20, 2020, the summer of 2020, my, I was on a thyroid, um, combo that was half Synthroid and well, it's actually half levothyroxin. So that's the generic. And then, um, I was taking a half a grain of nature thyroid and it, it was just I'm doing great. It was doing great yeah. for me. I started that actually in 2019 around the same time I did GAPS diet. And so I, it was my, my levels were perfect. Like I never had anything so amazing. And then right before I got pregnant with Henry, they recalled the nature thyroid mm-hmm. and it wasn't controlling my thyroid anymore. But of course I was already pregnant by the time I discovered that. So I know. So my TSH was just a wreck, basically all pregnancy. And it's hard, harder in pregnancy to control it because you're gaining weight. Your hormones are fluctuating. Like there's just so much flux in there. Um, And I was getting literally my labs drawn every four weeks just Mm -hmm. to make sure that like we were doing what we could and that we had the best information that we had at the moment. And so it was the day it was the day before I gave birth to Henry my doctor called and she said, um, I'm really nervous because your TSH is not, you know, your levels aren't where they need to be, but I know you're going to be delivering soon. So I'm just like, it's kind of a catch 22 at this point. What do you want to do? I love my doctor because she always gives me the, the options of what, what I want to do. And, um, because I actually tried to go on nature throughout completely and I couldn't, it, mm-hmm. it caused like, me so much anxiety. Like it just makes like my chest flutter. I can't even explain it. It's the weirdest thing. So if I do half and half, I'm doing really good, but we ended up just doing Synthroid when I was pregnant because we just had to get my levels to a good point. So I ended up upping my dose and I had Henry the next day. And so I was taking that and she had said, like, if you feel like it's too much, Mm -hmm back down to the dose that you were on right before we upped it. So I did that about 10 days after he was born. And then I had my labs drawn when he was almost four weeks old. And then I ended up having like, it wasn't a thyroid storm, but it was pretty close. It was, it was pretty intense. I ended up, my heart rate went over 150 beats per minute, just laying in bed. I started vomiting. Yeah. Um, I was just like, such a mess. And we actually were talking to my, my midwife because I was also having mastitis issues at the time. And we were like, 
is this related? And she's like, I'm afraid it's related to your thyroid. And so she had me like, again, this is not medical advice, but she had me take some herbs and do some things. And my heart rate came down and we averted any crisis. Well, of course I called my doctor the next day and I, I, I was, you know, monitoring my vital signs and I just didn't feel like I needed to go to the hospital. I didn't feel like it was like an emergency like that, but I talked to my doctor and she's like, you have to go to the ER. (laughs) (laughs) right now you're going to the ER because if this was a thyroid storm, like, or if you're going to, if you're going to get one, because my levels were super hyper at that point. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so she was just like, you have to go to the ER right now. Once you have an EKG, I mean, you know, we needed to have all these labs done on you. Um, because my level, I had my labs drawn on that Friday and it was like 0.07 was my TSH, which is super low. Yes. And when I went to the hospital on Monday, it was 0.05 and I had not taken my pill that morning. Wow. So who knows what it was the day before when I had that episode. Um, yeah. But of course I went to the hospital and everything turned out fine. I had no damage. You know, I just took a break from my medicine and then we started at a much lower mm-hmm. dosage and then, you know, went on. So it was just kind of, you know, it was really scary actually. And it's given me some the hesitancy when we change the medicine, I kind of get a little bit anxious, like, oh my gosh, is this going to push me into that? You know, like there's, and I know, I, I, I know without a shadow of a doubt that a lot of it had to do with um, postpartum. I'd just given birth. I've just yeah. lost like 20 pounds. You know what I mean? Like yeah. my medicine was way high. Like I, I'm only on that dose when I'm pregnant you know, and it, and and see my doctor was like, you know, she was in that, like, I'm nervous to raise it, but at the same time, what happens if you don't give birth for two or three more weeks, you know, then your TSH is way off for delivery, which can cause complications, you know, like, so she was, she was like, let's err on the side. And then, and actually what I meant to do was not take my medicine after I had my labs drawn and give it a couple of days break. Cause I was starting to feel that, like that, yeah, you feel it's like a it's a weird heart pounding, like anxious, like it's kind of hard to describe. It does feel a bit like anxiety. And those are signs. Those are signs that your levels that it is. It's too high. Yeah, um, yeah it's hard. It's hard to describe if you've never experienced it. And I never have experienced it to the level that you did. But what's interesting is my mom is also has low thyroid as well as my aunt. And so you were saying your mom does. So it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. It makes me wonder, is there, is there something there that, that might be somewhat hereditary? So um, there is, there is. And okay. So my aunt has hyper thyroid. She actually had her thyroid removed because she was having thyroid storm oh, issues. Okay. Um, and then my cousins, her daughters are both hypothyroid. My sister's hypo. Like, it's just very interesting. Now I will say this. I had a toxin test done in 2018, I think. And I had a lot of percolate in my urine, which binds to your thyroid receptors and Mm. then your stuff. Okay. So I grew up drinking fluoridated, chlorinated water. I lived in pools. I lived in South Florida, which was, um, you know, it's downstream of Cape Canaveral. There's just like a lot. I I just had a lot of factors going against me. I did not eat good food. I did not eat real food. I ate a lot of sugar. I always laugh because I'm like, it's no wonder I had thyroid disease by the time I was 18. But just like I wasn't going outside. I didn't, you know what I mean? Like I just had a, 
I want to say, I don't want to say risk factors, but in some ways I did like, I had like teeth issues when I was a kid and the doctor said that I, my mom had gotten too much fluoride when she was pregnant with me. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So, um, like, I don't know if she had a fluoride treatment on her teeth. Like they didn't, obviously they don't know, but, um, was it like fluoride or was it fluoride in the water system that she was drinking? But whatever they said, when my teeth were forming, my mom had gotten too much fluoride. And so that is why I had the teeth issues that I was having. So, yeah, I mean, I feel like I had a lot of those risk factors, but then, okay. So then here's this, my best friend from elementary school grew up same way I did eating processed foods, living in pools, drinking tap water. She still drinks tap water. Maybe she doesn't. Um, (laughs) I mean, she'll drink like filtered tap water, but it's not like super filtered. Yeah. She has no thyroid issue. Yeah. So, you know, like, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, it's kind of like the, the genetic predisposition and then, you know, the environment just, and the environmental. Yeah. A hundred percent. What was interesting <clears throat> is you had super high labs, but you felt pretty functional. Yes. I like, I'm almost the opposite. I, my labs showed within the acceptable normal range. And this was actually going back, gosh, now probably about 10 years ago. And they have since changed what they consider the normal range. They've kind of narrowed that down within the past 10 years. But I like, I had exhaustion. Like I can't even explain it. Like I was getting adequate sleep at night and I would Mm -hmm. get up and I was so tired. I remember hanging clothes out on the line before I had to leave to go to work to the pharmacy. And I remember I was so tired that I looked at our cement patio because that's where my clothesline was. I looked at the cement patio and I thought I would give anything to just lay down on the cement right now and go to sleep. I mean, like (laughs) that's how I it wasn't just tired. I don't even it was this exhaustion that I've never experienced since that time. And my hair was falling out. I mean, like literally by the handfuls was falling out. And I would go to my see my regular doctor, just Uh general practitioner. And they did labs and they're like, oh no, your labs are fine. And I'm like, but I don't, something wrong, nothing (laughs) wrong. Like I, this is not normal. And so you kind of will go through like when a medical professional, like back then, I don't now I've learned a lot, but back then, like, I'm like, well, my labs say I'm fine. The doctor says I'm fine. Like I must be fine. Like maybe this is just part of aging. And at that time I was like barely 30. I'm like, (laughs) maybe this is just part of aging and this is normal. And so for months I went on like that, just being so tired. And I had coworkers that are like, are you okay? Like, you look like something like not being mean. They were close. friends, And I'm like, I'm like, I'm just really tired. And then I had not seen my best friend from high school in like six months. And so I ended up walking, we were going to a barbecue and she was there and she walked up to me and she said, what has happened to your hair? What is going on? And I knew then I'm like, it's not in my head. I don't care what this doctor says. And this lab report says something is wrong. It was like, it was that click I needed. So I started searching for an naturopath. I'm like, okay, the doctor and really diving in, like, what lab report should I be getting? Like what, you know, like using the internet as my friend. And I finally found a naturopath. We went in, she did my levels. She actually ran the the reverse, like all the panels, not just the normals. And I came back in and she's like, look, she said, your numbers actually are fairly normal. They're a little on the low end. She said, so if an endocrinologist looks at your labs, they would never put you on thyroid medicine. She said, but I have to go by your symptoms. Like your hair is literally falling out by the handfuls. You're not hardly functional. And so we're going to start you on thyroid medication. And I remember 
I was able to take the armor thyroid and I'm not kidding you. The first week I was on that, I'm like, like, I am superwoman. <laughs> I'm like, woo. It was it. amazing. Like wow. I, it was like night and day. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so nice to just feel normal again. And it was, it was, wow. it was wonderful. And so, but it was kind of the same thing. She's like, okay, yeah. if it's too high. Like, here's what you need to watch for and, and having labs done. And so I was on, I was on that and pretty much the same dose, um, for a couple of years and just, and feeling, you know, like, nor, like really good and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then, um, I ended up quitting my day job and, and coming home and doing the podcast and all the things that I do now, I was doing both of them for a number of years. I was working homesteading and then working as a pharmacy tech. And I really think a lot of mine was brought on by stress that I didn't realize. Um, I was burning, literally I was burning my thyroid out and my system out. And so after I'd been home for about almost two years and just doing homestead and working a job from home instead of doing all three, um, I, I thought like, I want to taper off and just see what happens. And so we went in and we had labs drawn and she's like, okay, I'm going to have you start first. She said, we're just going to have you half your dose. And then I want you to come back for labs and we're going to see what things look like. So we definitely did a taper program right? and, and like, let <laughs> much, the body adjust. Healthier. <laughs> yeah, It was much healthier. And the labs, you know, they stayed, you know, pretty, you know, they fluctuate a little bit, but would be in that healthy range. And so it took about, it was about six months before I came all the way off. Cause then we would quarter mm-hmm. the dose, you know, we just definitely take right. it down, but I haven't been on thyroid medicine now for almost three years. Um, and I feel, I still feel pretty good energy level wise, but it's interesting. Like you were talking, um, I really tend to notice fatigue when I do eat gluten, but also if I'm more heavy on the carbs. Um, Mm. and so I, I don't do keto where I'm doing zero carbs because then after about three weeks, then I, then I crash. But right. I found that that I have to keep fairly low carb, not no carb, but low carb. And mm-hmm. then if I do that, like energy, like everything seems to function really well for a long period of time. And I did go gluten free two months ago. And it's very interesting because I ate gluten on Easter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, like the inflammation. I'm not kidding. You. It was four pounds overnight. And I'm yeah. like, and my and I could feel it in my stomach, not like digestive, not like diarrhea or vomiting. But I could, I could feel it. And the I'm like, yeah. I could. Like it was just like, and I'm like, okay. So I'm yep. like, I'm back, back to it now. I'm like, okay, you could, yeah, getting myself right back into I feel, it. So I was bad over the weekend too. And I ate popcorn two days in a row, which I can have popcorn occasionally. I cannot eat it two days in a row. And Sunday afternoon, I like, I stood up and I was like, whoa, I do not feel good. And I think it's the popcorn that I ate an hour ago is making me feel this way. And it's so sad when you can't eat because, you know, popcorn, corn is a cross reactive with gluten, you know, like coffee, corn. There's all there's a whole list of things that if you are sensitive to gluten, you could also be sensitive to these other things. So with popcorn, it's like one of those things that I'm not going to give up because I love it. And it's not like I said, if I don't overindulge, I'm fine. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. When I overindulge is when I'm, I know it and I feel it. And like, like I, I felt also the, the heaviness, the inflammation, like I was like four pounds heavier too. And I was like, what, why? Uh. Yeah. <laughs> I worked so hard to, to lose weight. And now it's like, I ate popcorn and I gained it 
all back I from know. one sitting of just enjoying myself. It's so fresh. I will say this. I have felt really good. So we, um, we've been, you know, playing around with my dosing and, um, we ended up doing, trying again, the half and half. Um, and I have to actually take Synthroid Synthroid. Like I can't take the generic Synthroid, mm-hmm. um, at all. It, 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 I don't know what it is about it, but it, the Synthroid, I respond much better to it. Um, and so we're doing half Synthroid, half armor. And I was having a little bit of the jitters. So she brought me down and we just did labs again. And I was like, I'm going to be shocked if this dosage is what I need to be at. And of course it wasn't. My TSH was not where it needed to be. And I was like, why? Because I feel so good. Like, that's what's so crazy to me. My TSH was 18. Um, and I feel so good. Like, I feel good. Like, I have energy. I, like, literally, I have been going all day today, cooking in the kitchen, um, like, organizing. I got my jar standard order this morning. So, you know, you have to put it all away, and you put it in the jars, and I'm making, you know, I started supper already, and I made beef broth, and I froze it in little squares, and so I had to, like, take them out so I could freeze chili in there, you know. So I'm like, I'm Justin is like, I cannot believe your TSH is so off when you feel so good and you have so much energy, I'm not losing my hair. Like I've, my doctor is shocked. Sometimes she's like, you don't have the classic symptoms. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, no, I don't. It's hard because she's like, is your hair falling out? And I'm like, no, she's like, can you get off the couch? I'm like, I don't sit on the couch. And she's like, what? <laughs> cause you're tea. Cause then she gets my labs done. And she's just like, how is this possible that you're not? So I, I, I upped my armor today um, and I'm seeing her this week. So we're going to go over and kind of talk about whether we're going to keep the armor low and just up the Synthroid or how, what feels right for me. Cause I, I do have a hard time with the T3s. I do. Um, and I have to say, like, I feel I have, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm still dealing with a lot of the shame that comes with, <laughs> having to take pharmaceuticals and being in, being a healthy person or trying to be a healthy person, you know, like growing our own food. And, you know, we don't really participate in allopathic medicine. I mean, sure we do when we have to, um, but that's not my first go-to, you know, if we have something wrong, my first go-to is a natural approach, you know, all these things. And I actually had a friend say to me, she goes, I'm so curious because you're one of the healthy, most health, most health conscious person, people I know, yet you take a pharmaceutical for your thyroid. And I hear about all these people on the internet saying that they don't, they have, they've had Hashimoto's and they no longer use medicine, but yet you still take medicine. And she's like, are those people lying or what's Mm -hmm. the deal? Mm -hmm. She's like, cause I know you would not take a pharmaceutical if you did not have to. And I was like, well, like those people aren't lying and that's their journey. But for me, I haven't been able to get off medicine. I've tried. I've, tr- I've done all the things. I've read all the books. Um, I've tried all the supplements. I've tried all the regimens and I just can't. And I'm at a point right now where literally every time I take my medicine, I say to myself, I love and accept myself because I have to take my medicine. Like I can't not. Yeah. I'm so glad that you brought that up because we do, especially you and I, 
we are homesteaders and and yeah. we live in that homestead sphere, both like physically, but also online. And yes, I'm a huge advocate of natural and being a pharmacy technician for over 18 years, that pushed me even more to holistic lifestyle and, and trying to get to the root problem and fix that with food because I did take pharmaceuticals. I had stomach ulcers really bad and had my esophagus and upper stomach biopsy for cancer. And those pharmaceuticals were not helping. And I was on a very downward trajectory path and turning to whole foods. That was my turning to whole foods, like my line in the sand. And I was able to heal off of those medications in six months of eating real food. It was amazing. Wow. Wow. It was. Yeah. But that being said, then later I had to take thyroid. Um, You know, so I believe that eating holistically and whole foods as much as possible is going to help you no matter what, but it is not a cure-all. I I wish it was. (laughs) I sincerely do. It's not a cure-all. And I think that we're, we really need to look at this moment in time that we are so blessed to live in a time where we do have access to the whole foods and the traditional lifestyle that both you and I, and probably almost everybody listening to this podcast want to embrace. And it does have health benefits, but we also have modern medicine where it's at now. And we are able to take advantage of both of those where most, as you look back in history, very little people have had the advantages that we do living in this moment in time. And so I don't think there's anything wrong with using modern medicine when we need to. It's actually a blessing but there is in, in this sphere, there's definitely a space of uh, yeah. people wanting to, there's like, it's, a, it's always black and black and white. Right. They're trying to make it black and white. Yeah. And there, there is some gray. There, there, there really is. is. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I like, I, even this morning, like, you know, Justin and I were eating with our family yesterday and Justin could tell something was bothering me and I had gotten my blood results when I was checking my email earlier, I wasn't with, like, I, it's so funny because I've had, like, I've gotten test results before and it had been like really negative and I was alone and it was really hard for me. And so I was trying not to read my test results when I'm alone, but I couldn't, I couldn't wait. Cause I wanted to see if my TSH, like I wanted to see, and I was just like waiting, waiting. And so I opened up the email and I looked at it and then I was disappointed. And so Justin was like, why, why are you kind of sad? And I was like, well, I got my blood results back and my thyroid was off. And he's like, oh, like thinking it was like off in a, in a good way. Oh, and I was like, no, it's in the bad way. It's in the, it's in the way that I wasn't expecting it you where I was going to have to up my medicine, you know? And, um, he's like, it's just information. He's like, nothing has changed. Like you is, you still feel good. Like just because we have that information doesn't mean that you're unhealthy. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, um, I was just like, I know it's just hard. Cause I feel like I have worked really hard to be healthy. And I just, I just can't, I can't get over that hump of whatever it is. And, um, it's just, it's, it's a hard pill to swallow. Sometimes it's like, okay. And I think I'm just going to take a step back and I, I'm working with an acupuncturist and she was the one who had the idea of like, okay, when you take your pill, like just say that to yourself, like that's your little mantra of like, you know, I'm doing this. Like I'm to a point where I have to take the medicine so I can function for my family so that it can be helpful, healthy for my children, healthy and get outside and be a part of our farm and all these things. 
Um, and she's like, just accept yourself. Like, just accept that this is where you're at and it's okay. And I was like, oh, that's not a bad idea. And so I've been working with her and, you know, I haven't worked with her for long. So I'm hoping that, um, you know, working with the acupuncturist and um, just continuing to eat a healthy lifestyle, you know, eat healthy and be active, get outside more. You know, I'm trying to like be outside as much as possible now that the weather has, <laughs> now that the weather's nice, it's not miserable to be outside. You know, I'm just, I'm like, okay, we're still, it's still okay. You know what I mean? Um, but there is, there is a lot of feelings surrounding this, you know? And I also was diagnosed in 1997 where like the internet was literally just starting. Yeah. Um, there was no information. Like I think back to my 18 year old self, like, could I have gone to the library? Would there even have been a book that would have had this information even then? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I really wasn't, I wasn't destined to, to get off thyroid medicine. Like that wasn't my, my plot in life. My plot in life is to just I, you know, and this is it too, this, uh, when you were talking and I, I kind of didn't complete that sentence, but when you were talking about like how real food really does change things, I wonder though, if I didn't eat real food, how much sicker I would be, would yes. I have gotten another autoimmune disease? What, cause you know, once you have one, it's easier to get more, yeah. um, like all of that stuff, you know? So like, I have to say that my lifestyle is helping. Cause I know a lot of times people also look at me and there's like, you live so healthy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You have this chronic illness. And I'm like, yes, but how much worse would I be off if I didn't try? And I'm not saying that people who live a healthy lifestyle are never going to get an illness. They're never going to get an acute illness. They're never going to get a chronic illness. I mean, honestly, so many people in the homesteading world have been driven here because of chronic illness. Yes. Yeah. That this is so fascinating. And I'm so glad you brought that up because I did, um, which I'm going to be doing a podcast on actually with my practitioner, but I did awesome. some intensive uh, testing because I, I could tell something was off and, but I couldn't put my finger on it. And I'm like, I don't want to do an elimination diet and do item by item. And so I had lab, some different lab tests done, a hormone, whole different panel of things. But when I got my results back, you were talking about your email. I got my results back and I have 34 items that I am triggered by right now in my system wow. for, for inflammation. And I went through like a three-day period. I didn't tell anybody. And I was in that I was in like, <laughs> I don't want to say a full-on depression, but I was like, really, was I was, I was in a funk for like three days. And I'm like, I felt betrayed by my body. I'm like, I, I have worked so hard. I have not eaten things that I like to eat yeah. for so many years. How can I still be, like you said, I'm like, how can I still be this broken? How can yeah. my body still be this broken? And I was so, I was really upset. And I went for a walk with a friend and I was just like spilling it out as we were outside and, you know, letting everything out. And she's like, yeah, she goes, but imagine if you hadn't have done those things where you would be. And I, just like you said, and I'm like, oh, I'm like, yeah, you're right. So I think that flip in perspective is really important. Yeah. And also to know, like, you may get healed in one area. Like I did have my thyroid basically healed, yet I'm dealing with a lot of other 
issues. And so not that it wasn't worth it to be healed from that, but right. we, we are, we are in, in broken bodies. Like if you're a Christian, I'm like, we live in a broken yeah. world by sin and that, and so, you know, it's yeah. never going to be perfect. <laughs> I also want to say this too. So one thing that I have been working on is my trauma that I've been through, you know, I don't, I don't, I hate the word trauma so much sometimes because people perceive that as, um, like I was abused or whatever. Like I wasn't like had a great childhood, but like, I, no one's perfect. Do you know what I mean? No one's parents are perfect. And there's things that I'm working through. Um, and so I just started EMDR with my therapist actually, which I'm really excited about. Um, and I think that it's going to be really helpful. I do know that there's a wellness blogger, a well-known wellness, a well-known one who ended up losing like 60 pounds after she dealt with her trauma. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I know that trauma can cause issues in your body, like physical health Mm -hmm. issues. And I'm not saying that this is going to be the piece that gets me off of thyroid medicine, but I do, um, I do know that there is emotional connection as well to the thyroid. And so I do know as a child, like I was afraid to say things. I was afraid to speak my mind, if you will. And that's like the thyroid emotional piece, if you will. And so I do believe that I'm, I'm working with my therapist, um, on how to say what I want to say, but in a loving, kind, truthful way. And not come on too strong because I have said things that like have, I've come on way too strong and I didn't mean it that way. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and she was saying she's like, it's like, you know, pendulum swinging like you're you were too afraid to say anything. And now you're saying way too much or in a mean way, you know, and you have to kind of come into a balance there. And so I think that, you know, like you can't out supplement a bad diet and you can't out you can't eat a, a you can't out trauma. I don't know how to say it, but like you, if you're eating real food, but like you have trauma that you haven't dealt with, then it's not the real food. Isn't, I mean, yes, it's going to be good for your body, but it's not necessarily going to heal you. Does that make sense? I feel like there's so many layers to it. And I am no expert in any of this. (laughs) So if you want to learn more, there's people out there who are talking about this and I've learned from them. and, And I hope that I've said it in a good way and not jumbled it or made people more confused. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I just, I just know that, you know, energetically we are energetic beings and we just need to, and I don't want it to be too woo woo either. Do you know what I mean? Like my therapist, she's amazing. And she just got trained in EMDR and we were talking about something and she was like, have you ever heard of it? And I was like, actually, yes, but I didn't know who to go to because I felt like it's so personal She's like, well, I'm trained in it now. And I was like, can we please do it? (laughs) Sign me up now. Um, So it's kind of like that, like just working through things, working through your issues, like why you are the way you are. Yeah. It can help. It can help more than just your mind. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and because I mean, we are human beings are emotional beings. I mean, as well as physical. And I think a lot of times our emotions, like even stress, Like Mm -hmm. I look at when I was working at the pharmacy and the pharmacy was a great place to work. Like my coworkers were awesome. You know, my, my employers, et cetera. So, but it wasn't the place that I wanted, wanted to be. And it was stressful for me. And Mm -hmm. what's interesting is I have not worked at the pharmacy now for almost four years. 
this wow. August will be four years. But when I did my hormone testing, which was part of where I found out the foods, we look at cortisol levels. Mm-hmm. And at 10 a.m., because that is when I would go to work and the pharmacy doors would open, even now, four years later, I have this huge cortisol boost at 10 a.m. And they're like, what happens at 10 a.m.? And I'm like, nothing now. That is left over from working uh, 18 years somewhere. And we opened wow. at 10. And so it's fascinating because that cortisol boost is causing issues. I should not be boosting no, that high right. with cortisol at 10 a.m. And so I share that because that was like an emotional thing yeah. from just four years ago. And it's still wow. having this huge impact on my cortisol levels. And I'm like, wow. So our emotions do actually affect wow. us biologically. It isn't just like this, you know, woo-woo thing. But at the same time, we do have tools that are available to help us through them. Like there's obviously there's therapists. I mean, and even the act of, which is biblical, a lot of people practice it, you know, the act of gratitude and thankfulness yeah. because it shifts your focus. You can't be, uh, if you're thankful for something, it's really hard to be mad about something if you're focusing yeah. on that. And so even little things like that, like it sounds kind of silly, but it can have really big impacts on our emotional health, with, which does affect us biologically. So yeah. this this has been a really fun conversation. I know we've talked about like a lot of different things, <laughs> but yeah, I hope that who, for those of you who are listening, that it offered some insight um, or some things and, and gave you some food for thought. And hopefully for some yeah. of you, if you've been dealing with some of these issues, at least you don't feel alone. Yes. Yes. I, I just super recommend like reading, finding a doctor who listens to you. That's huge. There's so many good books out there on thyroid things. And I just, I don't know, I've read all the books <laughs> and, you know, and it, and I think it's just don't have any shame in where you're at. You know, I am like really trying to just love my body and, and like not be feel betrayed because that is something, you know, that is, that is a thing, you know, of people are like, I've worked so hard and it still just doesn't seem to be going anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so I just, I don't know. I hope people are encouraged with, with it all today. <laughs> yes. Same. Well, Rebecca, thank you so much for coming back on. I had a ton of, <laughs> ton of fun and I know hopefully there'll be some times <laughs> that we get to do some more stuff together in the future. Yes. Looking forward to that. So for every, anybody who hasn't listened to the previous episode, we will link to that in the show notes yeah. and the blog post. So you can check that out. But for people to follow along on your journey, where's the best place for them to do so with you? Um, so if you do YouTube, my husband's channel, Justin Rhodes, or um, on Instagram, I'm Rebecca.Rhodes there. Um, and then we also have a streaming a platform called Abundance Plus. So you can check out actually our our like our stories, not, not necessarily a health story. There are some health stories around Abundance Plus at Rooted, um, our series. I don't know what you call it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, yeah, get into abundance plus and check that out or, um, just follow me on Instagram. I sometimes post, I sometimes don't. <laughs> yes, definitely. We'll, we'll have links to all those for you. I know. Awesome. Yeah. So awesome. Thank you so much, Rebecca. Thank you. I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. It was a little bit of a longer one, but I thought it was important for you to hear the story as well as the different emotions and things that both of us have went through on this journey to wellness. If you missed the earlier episode that I had 
when Rebecca first came on the podcast, you can go and catch that. It was episode number 332, and that was on homesteading with children. So you can go back and check out that episode as well. I can't wait to be back with you next week. But for now, blessings and mason jars, my friend. Mm-hmm. Thank you.